I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. Did you get a chance to hear Kristen Anger talk about reparenting through inner child work on Monday? So you may have heard the term inner child and you may wonder, well, what is an inner child? Our inner child describes the part of us that has been present since we were in the womb and all the experiences that we went through while we were developing. Our subconscious picked up messages and attitudes of those around us long before we were able to understand and process what was going on. We internalized the way we were treated as a baby, toddler, young child, and teen. As a child, when things happen to us, especially traumatic experiences, we don't usually have the vocabulary to express what has happened, how we feel, nor the skills to process these emotions. When we experience pre-verbal trauma, which is trauma before we can verbalize it, it can be challenging to later identify the trauma and process it. Years after the event, we may have huge feelings and little memory attached to it, which is confusing to us and to others when trying to understand our emotions. It has been described that we are experiencing our past in the present, which is why our emotional reactions don't seem to match the present experience. As adults, our childhood experiences and our interpretation of them are like an app running in the background taking up space on our hard drive, and slowing down our computer. These memories influence our decision-making, drain us of energy and resilience, delete our coping skills, and affect many aspects of our life and our happiness. Many times we are unaware of this impact. The child part of our life includes both positive and traumatic experiences, and it stays with us even as an adult. For example, We may feel a wave of happiness when we smell lilacs blooming because every spring when the family took a trip to visit grandma, lilacs were blooming at her house and it reminds us of happy times. Or we may have a negative experience and that may stay with us too. Many times it is our childhood brain's interpretation of the event that is still influencing us. For example, if you were in an airplane crash when you were three years old and whether or not you were badly injured, you might be afraid to fly as an adult. Though you may have moved on past the physical environment and you aren't in the crash zone anymore, the emotional wounds may still feel fresh every time you think about flying. If someone asked you why you were afraid to fly, you might not even remember the past traumatic event. And even if you did, you might not be aware of how the past is affecting you currently. And you might just attribute your fear to fear of flying or fear of heights, and others might think you were just being irrational. But if someone provided you with a safe, caring environment and asked you questions and allowed you to explore your feelings and thoughts, you might dig deeper and might uncover this traumatic memory. Then you might be able to connect the dots that the past experience was still impacting you today. Is it logical? One might argue that it's not. But the truth is that our brain is doing its job by working to keep us safe. It doesn't want us to repeat that same trauma. So anytime the thought of traveling by plane is considered, there might be an anxious response, such as feeling nauseous or feeling a knot in our stomach, muscles tightening, and general feelings of fear just from thinking of flying long before we might even get on the plane. 
Inner child work is recognizing and healing painful childhood experiences and trauma by acknowledging times when we feel stuck and feel emotions such as fear, perfectionism, anxiety, inadequacy, or unworthiness. We may avoid certain people, places, or experiences. We might not even know exactly why we feel uncomfortable with them. Because of all the unresolved emotional wounds, we may feel like we are carrying a ton of bricks, and it may feel like we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. And we do. When our little world experienced trauma as a child, we felt unsafe, and we likely felt that the whole world was unsafe if we had no way to express and deal with this trauma. For example, if our parent or caregiver were yelling at us and criticizing us for crying when we were a young child, we wouldn't have the ability to understand that our parent was likely triggered in some way and possibly taking out their inner self-loathing on us with their angry outburst and critical remarks. We wouldn't understand what was going on, and we would probably feel unloved. Our parents were our whole world, and we may have had some faulty thinking and erroneously concluded that we were the problem that we weren't lovable, and that the world wasn't safe or loving towards us. We likely carried this limiting belief further and decided we had to be perfect to earn our parents' love and to prevent angry outbursts from them. This thinking was our way of trying to control the world around us and make it more safe. That's a pretty hefty burden to carry around. It can be exhausting to be driven to be perfect with conditional feelings of worthiness based on your performance, and it isn't true. Children are born worthy of being loved, and when parents have angry outbursts toward their children, it is usually because of unrealistic expectations that they have learned and or they are triggered from their own past emotional wounds, and they're unable to regulate their emotions in relation to the child and the child's needs. Inner child work recognizes that our behaviors later in life are influenced by our earlier experiences. Inner child work focuses on addressing our unmet needs by reparenting ourselves as we work to address these needs from our adult perspective. When we try to do this on our own, without training, we may think it's just simple. I don't know how many of you have seen the comedy clip from the Bob Newhart show, but Bob was a psychologist and his patient comes to him telling her problems and how she feels. Bob tells her over and over again, just stop it. Just stop it. I laughed so hard when I watched this from the perspective of a life coach, but I cried when I thought of it from the perspective of how I've heard that simplified message in my own life. Just stop being so sensitive, Karen. Just stop taking things personally. Just stop it, Karen. And guess what? When my emotions are escalated and I am feeling shame for feeling those emotions, I often talk to myself like Bob Newhart, and I feel sad when I think about that even now. Talking logically to our inner child usually does not work. Our brain is doing its job to protect us. Thinking of our previous example of fear of flying, it senses that there's danger ahead with anything connected to flying. The closer we get to actually getting on that plane again, the greater the anxiety that we may experience. Traumatic experiences can cause emotional wounds to our inner child. You may be wondering, how do you know if your inner child is wounded and if you need to do inner child work? Here's an example with the physical part of our body. When we have a disease in our body, we usually begin to notice signs and symptoms of the disease. At first, we may mistakenly conclude that the signs or symptoms mean nothing, when in actuality, they are a very early indication of something that needs to be addressed. For example, you may have an ache in your hip, and you may brush it off and attribute it to a bad night's sleep. 
As it continues beyond that day, you may think you are tired. Blame it on your shoes, your mattress, or aging. If it persists and gets worse, you may see a doctor who says, must be arthritis, and he prescribes anti-inflammatory medications. But the pain continues and maybe becomes so bothersome that it interferes with your ability to focus at work. And so you may go see an orthopedic specialist who does bone scans and states, actually, there is no arthritis. And he refers you to an internist who then looks at it from the angle of his specialty, does blood work to evaluate cancer markers, and finds that, actually, you have bone cancer. The early signs and symptoms were there, but we might not understand what they are pointing to. It isn't until we get to a specialist in that area that the professional can see that the signs and symptoms indicate that there is something deeper to explore in order to find the root cause. The same is true with inner child work. We may have signs and symptoms, but we don't realize what they stem from. When we start doing inner child work, we tap into a part of ourselves that is vulnerable and impressionable. We begin to look at it from the mature version of ourselves, and we work to provide unconditional self-love, self-compassion, and self-support. The first step is self-awareness. You start with introspection. You begin by being still. Many people find this challenging to do. You could start with just a few minutes at a time with meditation, praying, and or yoga. As you allow yourself to be still, pay attention to the thoughts that come up. Listen to what you are thinking and ask yourself questions. Be present and offer self-love and compassion for yourself. Next, think of what you would have liked someone to have said to you when you were suffering in the past and say those very things to yourself. Inner child work is so powerful because it goes to the root of the problem instead of teaching a person techniques or giving tips that work on the symptoms. I've personally seen the benefit of inner child work in my own life, and we'll talk more about reparenting and inner child work in future episodes. Before I go, I want to share some reviews. I've missed doing that in the past episodes, and I wanted to read some of your thoughtful reviews. Blake said, your episode with Janine Ford was another home run. I loved it. Caitlin said, your podcast has been such a lovely addition to my life. You were such an inspirational and amazing woman, Karen. Renee said, I love this episode about trusting in the Lord. Karen outlined five pillars of trust, and she helped me understand the character of God so that I can exercise more faith in Him. This episode answered my heartfelt prayers. Another reviewer said, I love these episodes. They are so relatable and helpful. Janine Ford's episode was my favorite so far. Bia Bia F. said, Such an enjoyable listening I appreciated her warmth and her message. Laughter is medicine. Great story and interview. Looking forward to more. Lula Lang said, I am loving this podcast. Karen is an amazing host. It is an enlightening and empowering podcast that I look forward to listening to. I am so grateful to hear such diverse stories of spiritual strength that always leave me feeling so inspired. Josh J.S. said, Karen has a loving and beautiful energy that she brings to every episode. Highly recommend. Love it. Stephanie B. said, Love Karen's voice, insight, and insightful questions. Can't wait for other episodes. And W. Brett said, Karen has such a depth of perspective. I'm enjoying learning and listening to her stories through the guests she interviews. So thanks, you guys. It really means a lot to hear your feedback and to hear of what resonates with you. I just really appreciate that. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. 
Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.